0: Hello, hello, hello everyone. How are you? Hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic day and may peace be upon you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining my show. Yes, I can. With me, your host, Dr. Isdiha Jamil. And today I have a really, really special guest and what an honor, what a blessing to have. I literally had to wrangle him here to be in my show today. Do you want to come on my show? And his name is Dr. Pat Walker and he is a known chiropractor in sports medicine for over 30 years. And he's now expanded into functional medicine. And today, but and I, we're going to be talking about um, ideas that can help you to lose weight. So but welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Hi, Is How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so but Quickly, tell us, everybody, a little bit about who you are because they're wondering, who is this, this Walker, who's been in the, in the field for over 30 years?
1: Yes, so it's, it goes back to um, when I was a child. My mom was a chiropractor while I was growing up, and she had her office in our home. And I got to watch many, many miracles happen. And over the years, I saw some things that profoundly affected me. But there were other things that were negative in that direction. So I chose not to go into medicine to start with. I tried my hand at law. And it was a, a complete disaster because I found out very quickly I couldn't remember names. And it turns out they want you to remember names of cases when you're when you're studying law. So that sent me on another course. And over a series of years, I finally got an opportunity to do something that really, really hit home for me. And that was to go to chiropractic college. So we moved to Los Angeles with my family, started chiropractic college. And I had a major setback my first now, basically my first test, I got a 26 on my first test in chiropractic college. And that's not 26 out of 30. That's 26 out of 100. And it just it shattered my heart. And, and I kept hearing the voices that I'd heard my whole life about how bad I was and I didn't deserve it. But there was a tiny little sense inside me. It was kind of like someone had just lit a candle in a room that said, you know, you're not really that 26. You're better than that. And I dedicated myself to become a world-class doctor so I could go out and work on some of the world's best athletes with USA Track and Field. And I was blessed for 20 years to be a a track and field doctor. And I worked national events and international events, world championships, World Cup events. And I got to be pretty doggone good at what I was doing. But in this midst of chiropractic, I realized that there was so much more out there. There was a, a big tent mentality, if you will, at some of these big events And it allowed me to realize that, yes, chiropractic works. There's no doubt in my mind, but that we need a big picture approach. We can't be all specialists about one tiny little thing because then we lose focus on what the world is. And by doing so, I've figured out that, yes, you can diet. Yes, you can exercise. But if it's not working for you and you don't know what else to do, somebody's missing a piece. And that's kind of where I like to go with my practice is to think, big tent big we call it hair to toenails basically we're going to do a whole series of things for you to find out what's going on so you know being second generation chiropractor and and uh being at this for such a long time i'm I'm still at it i absolutely still love it because it makes a difference in people's lives
0: that is absolutely incredible and we're going to talk more a little bit about this concept the head to toe Specifically in today's topic in weight loss. But before that, I just wanted to jump back into something that you shared that kind of like hooked me in. Um, you mentioned that you know, when you're in the car and you're like, you know, like cry, like you know stressed out and all that, you're like, you know what, and then you had all these thoughts, like, I don't think I'm good enough, I didn't do this, I failed before, I did love, but it didn't, it didn't work out, obviously I'm this, but that one thought, that burning, like a little candle that burns so subtly, so beautifully, and that you're better than that 26. So what made you kind of like hold on to that thought, because you could easily allow those other thoughts I mean, yeah yeah that's right you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sign off from this course I'm not gonna come back I'm gonna do something else so what made you kind of like hey I'm gonna stick with that thought no matter how small it is no matter like a flicker it is I'm gonna stick to that thought because I often see even in myself and in the people around me you have it you have that little flicker of thought that candle little candle burning but you choose to put it out you choose to bypass yeah. yeah. Because all this other thing seems bigger. So how do you kind of like push through that? Um, you know what? I'm going to listen to that thing.
1: I think that um, all, like you said, all of us have that inner voice that we sometimes don't hear because it's a whisper. It literally is a candle in a dark room. It's just so very faint to start with, but I've always found that there is a center for me and everybody has their own. Some people have it in their head. Some people have it in their gut. Mine happens to be right here in the middle of my chest that there is a warmth that comes to me that feels like I'm sitting in sunshine. Like I'm coming out of a cold room and I walk out into the sun and the sun hits me right in the chest. And there's a warmth and a peace that comes from those little warm, tiny thoughts. And I find that most of us are so busy that we're just running past them. Like you said, we've got so many things going on and there's so many old voices in our head that you just have to stop for a moment and realize that's not me. That's what someone else has put on me. That 26 could have quite easily stopped me in my tracks. Um, But I realized that what I was doing at that moment brought peace to me. It brought a sense of urgency. It brought a, an inner strength that I knew I always had, but I had never found a direction to go with it. And the chiropractic college stuff was like, wow, you know, I've already committed. I moved my family to Los Angeles. We were living in my mom's house. I was stressed out because I was going to night school as well as everything else. I had all these other things going, but that little light, that little light was so peaceful and so powerful that I couldn't ignore it. And, I try and tell my patients the same thing as we're going through the processes. Hey, just stop for a second. Take an assessment. Look around you. We call it triage. Just stop and see how much panic is there. But if you pull a 360 and just look 360 degrees around you and go, where do I need to be? And if you're not where you need to be, because it's not safe, you need to move because in triage, you have to be safe. You have to be able to provide the care. And I've always had a burning sense of need to help people. That's something I know since I was a kid. And I think that the the chiropractic college opportunity, thanks to my mom, was just such a great gift that there was no way I was not going to do it. So
0: that is so cool, you know, kind of like stop a minute, listen, rather than in that little tiny corner space, step back and look at the whole um bigger picture and see where you are, what's going on. Um, There's probably more to things, right? More to things than just like what we were thinking in our head. And it kind of like reminds me back, you know, when I was in a high school, I had the high school exam, I didn't do so well. So you know when I just like you, I didn't do so well. I'm like, oh my God. Like and then when you went to college, I went to college like, oh this, but I'm like, nope, nope, that's not me. Like kind of this is where this is who I am I just I just need to work like this a little bit harder and you know I got a really good grade um out of college and I thought about what you say is so relevant but in the sense that that's not you you're not 26 out of out of 100 you're not you're not that you're more than that but you you just need that thing to realize that you more and then stay to the course and then from there you mentioned you work with world-class athletes, world international events, and top the best athletes. Did you then set yourself to be like, you know what, I'm going to be the best in that area? Or did it help and kind of organically? Or were you just like, I'm going to be the best that I can be today for my patients and then the rest will come? How did that happen?
1: It was interesting when my sports medicine career started because it started when I was in high school. I wanted to be a swimmer. I I actually was a swimmer, but I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. And when I got my first year of junior college, I realized, okay, I think I can do this. But this was the time of Mark Spitz. And for those of you who don't remember Mark Spitz, he was the guy that won more gold medals than anyone else. And then Michael Phelps, who's our recent swimmer, has won more gold medals than Mark Spitz did. Mark Spitz was actually here in my hometown in Sacramento and was working out at this one place. So I had this great image of, I can do this. When I got to college, I actually was swimming with a man who swam against Mark Spitz in the 1972 Olympics. He took fourth, and I couldn't keep up with him in the pool for anything. You put a motor on me, and I wouldn't have been able to keep up. It was terrible. So I realized at that moment, I was never going to make it as an athlete. But when I got to chiropractic college, I realized, I can still do this Olympic dream that I've had. I just have to do it differently. I will be a doctor. I can be a doctor for the athletes. I can help them do what they do best. And by me being my best, I can help them be their best. And that's part of what really hit me in 2000 at the Olympic trials. There were 30 or 40 different doctors there. And I mean, everybody, medical doctors, OBGYNs, dentists, psychologists, osteopaths, neurosurgeons, et cetera. And when I walked in and started talking to all of them, the coolest thing was they all had a singular point for being there, just one. And that was so that the athlete could be their best. And being your best is having what we call a PR. It's a personal record. And when you can allow somebody to do something they've never done before, have an accomplishment they never thought they could do and do their best at a really high level, a really high event, like an Olympics trials to get on the team that is such a major accomplishment that that was my driving force as a doctor. I was one of the first 200 sports chiropractors ever certified, but even that wasn't enough. As I got into sports medicine, I'd come back to my practice realizing I've got all these folks at home and they're overweight and they're, they're stressed out and they're not eating well and they're, they're sicker than they should be. And I've watched this progression over my career that modern traditional medicine is just not doing a good job for us. So I expanded from sports medicine, which was very much results-oriented, into wellness and functional medicine. And that's allowing everybody to have the same kind of care that I gave my athletes, but even on a broader field, because so many of us are just stuck in what we're doing. And one thing that you mentioned earlier that I want to kind of touch on I know by statistics and a lot of reading that I do, that most Americans will change their career three times in their lives. And I have found a lot of people stuck. They don't like what they're doing. They're miserable in their work. There's no reward to it. So they're stressed out. They're eating poorly. They're not sleeping. They're going through all of this this anxiety because they're not getting anything back from what they're putting out every day. And one of the fears that most people have, especially this day and age, is oh my God, I'm gonna make a change. Yeah, go ahead, it's all right. You're allowed. That's one of the beauties about being here is being able to do all the things that you choose to do. It just takes a little work and a little redirection, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I can feel like a sense of you bringing that care, um, that you know, Olympic style care, you know, wanting the best for the people that you work with, for your patients. And also a genuine care from your heart, you know, because um, a Bud is actually six foot four, about two hundred something pounds. So Bud is like I'm five foot four, so when I meet Bud, like he's like so, so much taller than me. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm like barely there. But you know, um, he has one of the biggest heart. He does care about people, because Bud and I were on the same team, so I know how the care that he 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 demonstrated. Like it's not something that um. That is a number. That's what I, I want to say. Like patients that come to him isn't a number. You know, you know, like when you go to see a doctor, okay, w- what's going on with you? Da, da, da. Okay, go this, do this, and go out. Um, but, but it's not like that. That's why he goes from chiropractor more to functional medicine. And I wanted to touch today about the topic that is one of, I think, the most common goal that people set every year, um, which is weight loss. And but's approach on um, head to toe in a bigger sense of it. Like, what are the ideas that can cause weight loss? So if you know this, then you can um, work your way around it or put a plan to it. And it's more like, this is what but told me, it's more than just exercise and diet. It's yes. more than that. So but go ahead and just share a couple of things like people who want to be healthier, who wants to, because, you know, if you have a, uh, what, what do you call it? If you're on the hip, you, I don't want to let, but if you're a little bit heavier, it can cause problems to your hips, to your knees, to your heart, you know, like, you know, it, it's going to add additional stress to your body. So, but just tell us a few ideas on um, the starting point and what are the, the things that we can look for that actually causes weight loss that is more than uh, exercise and diet.
1: So the basics of weight loss are are how many calories do you need to bring in versus how much exercise or how much movement do you need to burn those up? We call it eat less, move more. No, wrong. You got to move more, which is fine because most of us are very sedentary in our lifestyles. But eating less isn't necessarily the way to go because your body will go into starvation mode. If you don't feed it enough good stuff every day, it's going to think there isn't enough food. And that's just basic survival instincts for all animals and I think everybody knows that if you have an image of a bear in the fall they're just eating 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 because they're going to have no food for four months when they go into hibernation so they get super fat knowing full well there's nothing there for four months your body will do the same thing if you don't feed it properly it will put weight on and you can't get it off that's a hormone issue the other thing we see often and quite frequently I was just talking to a patient this week he's well over 300 pounds he's drinking 12 to 15 diet sodas a day. Now hear that I said diet sodas a day a day
0: every day ridiculous.
1: he's drinking a 12 pack of soda thinking that he's trying to lose weight. And there's there's such a misnomer about this diet soda stuff because the artificial sweeteners trick your body into thinking there's sugar coming down. That's why they taste good. Well, I don't think so, but some people do. They, they will drink an artificially sweetened drink and think, oh, okay, it, it's satisfying my craving for something sweet. But when that gets down to your digestive system, there's nothing there, but you've already triggered a hormone called insulin and insulin helps you manage your blood sugar. And if your body has too much insulin and not enough sugar, what's it gonna do? Eat more, go fill that up. So by drinking diet sodas, you're actually tricking your body into thinking there's calories that aren't there. Your body goes through a process of, all right, we're ready to digest. Wait a minute. There's nothing here. Feed me. So you actually tend to eat more, which causes you obviously to gain weight. The other thing about the sodas, they tend to be rather toxic in you. Um, They tend to dehydrate you, which makes your kidneys kind of hyperactive. But in the process of doing that, your body's striving to hang on to more water. We've had multiple patients over the years, drink a lot of diet sodas and they stopped. We had one lady who lost 12 pounds in 11 days because she was drinking 18 diet sodas a day. That was her liquids, yeah, right? I mean, I can't even imagine that much volume, but to lose that much weight, we know it's not body fat. You can't possibly lose that much body fat, but she lost water because she was so toxic that her body said, thank you very much. I can get rid of this garbage now. And between the toxicities and the hormone changes that you do with your insulin, those two things right there can account for 15 or 20 pounds for a lot of people. And think about this, a gallon of water, you guys know how big a gallon is, like a gallon milk jug, weighs right around eight pounds, seven and a half to eight pounds. If you lost two gallons of water out of your body, that's 15 pounds of body weight. And like you were saying earlier, extra body weight its think of throwing on a backpack. If you go hiking and you have a 30 pound backpack on and you're 30 pounds overweight, you're carrying so much extra weight on your joints, your hips, your knees, your ankles, your lower back, all get compressed from that extra weight and that causes you to hurt. And that leads to inflammation, which leads to more water. So there's a lot of, a lot of different things you can do just on your own. So, I would tell you if you're drinking diet sodas, stop, drink water. That's really what we're designed to drink. Half your body weight in ounces is what we recommend on a daily basis and make sure that you're putting in good, clean food. We don't want you eating a bunch of packaged stuff because if you can't pronounce the name of what's in the ingredients list, you probably shouldn't be eating it. It's one of those real simple things, right? Absolutely.
0: That is so interesting. You know, like, I wouldn't have thought like drinking diet soda. Now I drink, I drink mostly water, sometimes tea, but you know, that's how I, that's how I like. I don't even like um, soda or things like that. Um, but it's just so strange that all those little things that if you, if you haven't got an expert eye or someone who knows, mm-hmm. like if I were to go to see my doctor, I want to lose weight. It's most likely going to, okay, eat healthy, eat more vegetables and exercise, but I've never had a doctor ask me, do you drink diet soda? Like, uh-huh. like and, or, or do you do this? How many hours a day do you sleep? Because sleep is also part of your immune system. It's also part of your weight loss. Um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I just, I had a baby like, you know, a few months ago. And one of the things that um, is harder for new moms to lose weight is because they're not getting enough sleep. Because you wake up every two, three hours, and that also, uh, you know, plays a part. Uh, I don't think that's like, from what I'm uh, hearing, is that there's no one thing, right? But it could be hormones, it could be sleep, it could be your drinking, it could be the way you exercise or certain food that causes toxicity to your body. And that's another thing,
1: if I can, for just a moment about the toxicity. Mm -hmm. If you can lose weight by diet and exercise, and then you plateau, which is what most people do, they'll lose 10 or 15 pounds or whatever it is, and they just stop and they can't get any more weight off of them. It's generally a toxicity issue. Now, what most people don't understand is that body fat, which is an energy source for us to survive life with, with, you know, needing the energy, but the body fat is also the toxic waste dump your body will take toxins that it can't get rid of and stick it into the fat cells. Because if you stick a toxin in oil, it becomes non-toxic. So you get that. It's just a big dump site. If you start to lose weight, say you lose 15 pounds, the toxins that are stored in those fat cells are then dumped into your system. And if your liver or your gut or your kidneys aren't doing their job like they're supposed to, you don't go through the phase one, phase two detox stuff, which is taking fat-based toxins, converting them into water-based toxins, and then I'm excreting them either out through the fecal material or through your, through your kidneys. If you find that you yo-yo, you'll lose weight, and then you'll go back up, and you lose weight, and you go back up. That's almost always a toxicity issue. And you need to go through some sort of a detox system. Look, some people get freaked out about detox. It's not like getting ready to go to the doctor and have a, a colonoscopy. It's not that kind of detox. You need to do something where you deeply cleanse things. You lose weight on a slow basis. You make sure your liver gets cleared out. Make sure your kidneys get cleared out. Make sure your gut's nice and healthy. Because then when the weight goes out and the toxins come out, you get rid of the toxins and then the weight stays down. Oftentimes people will lose 20 or 30 pounds and then they'll bounce back, but they don't just bounce back at 20 or 30. They'll add 10%. And if you do that three or four times in a year, all of a sudden you're five to 10 pounds heavier than you were when you started. And if that's the kind of life that you're living, it's a very toxic life. You've got to clean things up. And that's just one of those big things that we deal with all the time that people don't realize that fat is a storage area for not only energy but garbage, so you got to make sure your garbage system is working well and get that stuff out.
0: That's so cool and interesting to know because a lot of the time people are like, oh, non-fat this, non-fat that, no this, no that, no butter, no uh, obviously like no this. I'm like, um, what what am I left with? Right? Like, I do yeah. need some fat to either in you know, if I'm making a roast, and I do need some oil, right, to kind of like help. I'm yes. um, helping. I think like. <laughs> You touch a point where people like, you know, drinking 12, eating cans of soda. I think people in order for them nowadays to achieve a certain health goals, they go to the extreme. And yes. the extreme is kind of like may not be the best thing for them. It actually causes uh, more harm, or drinking more soda or drinking more alcohol or uh do, going on a certain you know there's so many uh calio play or whatever diet there's so many like and now you go on the extreme of that um i think like what you're saying you know, in functional medicine and as a chiropractor of treating world-class athlete is kind of like the bigger picture is so important right yes, what absolutely. are the clues your yes. body is telling you um like you know my kids are really good at you know um uh, the body would tell them certain things right. um like for example my my eldest son before doesn't like broccoli or green vegetables and you know no matter what i do and then and then I, and then my doctor uh my holistic doctor uh, was like you know what he might be sensitive to it in the sense that he thinks broccoli is an enemy because right. some part of his body is not you know not in effectively functioning So when we take care of that, it's like, and I put broccoli in there, usually it'd be like a fit, right? A tantrum putting broccoli in his food. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So it's like, like what you told me, like the body has given you signals. So, and also you want to work with, like you said, that's a system, that's a process to do things rather than, okay, I'm just going to do it on my own, sleep yourself five hours at the gym, Nothing happened.
1: I'll tell you something else too, you mentioned food, food sensitivities is something that we've been doing a lot of this last couple of years. And I'll tell, tell a story on myself because my wife was involved with this. She kept having some arthritic pain in her hands and she's 60. She was also having some hot flashes and did, she doesn't have the parts to have hot flashes anymore. She's a cancer survivor. And we kept putting her on these anti-inflammatories and it just wasn't working. It was just it was driving us both nuts. So we finally did a food sensitivity panel on her, which is a little blood stick. You do about five little drops of blood, and we sent it off. And it turns out she has an allergy or a sensitivity to two things that we eat a lot of. One of them is tomatoes, and the other one was black pepper. Now we took everything out of our diet for those particular days. There were 14 things on her panel. We removed all of them, and all of a sudden, no more arthritis. No more hot flashes. So as we started to add these foods back for her, she discovered that she could have tomatoes about two, maybe three days in a row. And then the arthritis pain came back. And she found out that the black pepper was causing her hot flashes. Now, the interesting thing was we took the, hot, the, the black pepper out of her diet, but I hadn't checked her supplements that we had her on. And we found out that the turmeric supplement, which is the anti-inflammatory we were using, had a black pepper oil base in it so that it would get absorbed better. So I was actually giving her something every day that was not doing her any good. And she'd keep home and coming home going, I'm keeping having these hot flashes. So I, and even I, as you know, doing this for 40 years, you still got to get down to the details and say, oh, what's in there? So we switched her over to a fish oil base. No problems. Now, she still does black pepper occasionally, and she still gets a hot flush once in a while. But like you said, it, it, it's a, a natural reaction for her body because she had a built-up immunity to it. I see so many people that go through yes. a similar problem, and without that big picture, that big look, it's not going to happen. You won't get all the details you need.
0: That is so cool because in, in my culture when we cook it's always it would be like turmeric with black pepper like that's kind of like the best friend huh? if we cook something a fish or something so we'll marinate you know a little bit of um garlic and ginger and then turmeric with black pepper because uh, turmeric and black pepper are best friends so we've yes. always have that that's so interesting that she kind of like have those two best friends you know kind of like I mean, not turmeric, but I mean, like black pepper. Yeah. and just like you, just like you mentioned earlier, like you know, like her supplement had to make with black pepper all in it because they're best friends, they right. they help each other out. Um, so it's like it's kind of like the thing, isn't it, but when you have someone who can help you, right? see the bigger picture, like I wouldn't be able to diagnose as effectively as yours. You know, I probably go by on a hunch or something, and then right. just you know trial. Um, an error but you know coming to our discussion today right what is like your biggest advice to people who want to lose weight and for them to not only just do it because they want to fit in um, the dress size zero or whatever it is that their goal is right. I, I, uh, but actually how they can do it so that in the long run and there is longevity in their body. There is you know, prosperity in their body. They, basically, the body is happy when they're doing so in the process. Their body is happy. It creates... Uh, what is that hormone that makes people happy? Endorphins?
1: Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. But there's also dopamine and serotonin, et cetera. So there's other chemicals right. in your brain that'll do yeah, that okay. for you.
0: That, that, that's got to create those um, parts. Um, I think if you torture your body to go through a certain process to get certain results you're not going to end up happy so kind of give us your biggest advice that you see in your 30 40 years of experience on kind of like tackling this weight loss myth that people still talk about
1: so the first thing i can tell you you need is lots of water Because if you drink water and you're, yes, I know. See, I got mine here too. If you drink plenty of fluid, your body will have ample um, chances to detoxify itself. That's first. Second, I would recommend that you eat as clean as you can. Because the fuel you put in is the energy you get out. If you put in garbage, guess what? You're going to feel like garbage um we try and stay away from as many packaged and processed foods as we can because like I said there's so many additives in there when we have such a great food source in our country we're absolutely blessed that way but I also stress eating locally by that I mean if you're if you're living in a cold climate you need more fat because that's more energy sources if you're living in a warmer climate like you did down in Southern California You don't need quite so much fat. You need more energy and sugar-based stuff. So figure out what's growing within 100 miles of you and eat that because that's kind of your climate base. Also, varietal changes throughout the seasons actually help people to not have food allergies or food sensitivities. I mean, I go outside right now and my peach tree has blossoms on it. I can't eat the blossoms. I have to wait till July to get my peaches. But I can go to the store right now and get peaches that came out of South America. But that's not a seasonal fruit that I should be eating for where I live right now because it's not growing there. And eating seasonally is such a big deal because our bodies have to acclimate to different climate changes. And if you're not dealing with that very well, you're cold all the time, or you're constantly hot or you're doing some. It's likely because of what you're putting in your system. Sleep, like you said, is absolutely critically important. It helps your body reset. It helps your brain get quiet. And it actually quells a lot of cravings. You get some sleep and your body has plenty of time to detox, et cetera. And take a bigger look at what you're doing. Most women that I know don't eat enough protein. And our recommendations for people when they get nice and stable is 40% of your diet should be protein. 30% should be fat good, clean fat, and then 30% should be carbs. This idea that we need a lot of carbs and a low-fat diet, that's been sold to us for the last 30 years by some people that we won't even mention. But you need to just kind of go with what you know. And like you said about your son and his broccoli, it didn't set well with him. Listen to what your body's telling you. You've got to just pay attention. And so many of us are so busy that we don't take the time to look at, what am I putting in my mouth? It's because just a habit. I'll bet you can walk down the aisle of your supermarket right now and tell me which aisles you're on and what side your favorite cereal is on or where you're, you know, whatever you're that, because we're such creatures of habit. Stop, think, look around, go hit a farmer's market, find out what's going on around you. And then understand that if you eat something and it causes you some distress, something, some gas, some indigestion, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea, all the things that you'd see for a Pepto-Bismol commercial, stop for a second, realize your body's telling you. It's like that little candle in the room that was talking to me. If you listen to that just for a minute and go, okay, what did I eat? Food sensitivities can take up to 72 hours to show up. We had a patient who was allergic to chocolate. Yeah, God's terrible, right? but she would get migraine headaches 16 hours after she consumed chocolate and they would last for 32 hours. So this thing would wipe her out for two days. And once we realized what that was, she could say, ah, okay, I'm going to stay off chocolate for, cause I don't want these migraines. But every once in a while, she'd have a mommy weekend, go eat the chocolate, have to be down for two days and be incapacitated. But that was a choice as opposed to a unknown and if you have a doctor that you can work with, someone who does functional medicine, looks at the big picture and takes into account that chiropractors and medical doctors and physical therapists and nutritionists all have a job to do. And if we can integrate that kind of care for you, then it becomes easier for you to have that big picture instead of here, go take this pill or here, stop eating that or here, go on this fad diet. You need to have somebody that can filter through the garbage get down to what's important for you because you're an individual. You're very different than I am. I mean, I stood next to you. We cracked up laughing about what the size difference was. So everybody has similar activities inside of it, but we're all individuals as we go. So unless you can find someone who's going to individualize your care, you're going to stumble a lot. And we just don't have a lot of time to waste these days, you know? So find somebody that can really, really take a look at you, do some testing, make it so you understand what the goals are, and then own it. There's a thing called personal responsibility that most of us are just kind of, eh, I'll do it later. You don't have time to do it later. You don't know how many minutes you got left on this planet. Get out there, take responsibility for what you're putting in your body, and go enjoy life because you'll have more energy than you know what to do with.
0: Absolutely. And that's really, really not just um, good advice but it's really practical you know drink water people under, truly underestimate like water water kind of thing not diet soda yeah water yeah just water um, not
1: tea not coffee under,
0: yeah and then the clean eating the seasonal eating um, like because my kids because from, from the start I would always I still do cook for my family that is one of the things that um, you know my commitment to my family and my kids would rather mommy cook than go buy outside absolutely And my kids like if I you know sometimes I'm like just have cereal you know I'm going to be like no we don't want cereal like I don't even I don't think I even have cereal in my cupboard yeah. um because of my kids they don't like their body is telling them no I don't like cereal you know what I mean like it's not good for them no matter how healthy brain kind of thing it still is processed um Food. So I'm glad that what you've mentioned all those things I'm glad, like oh my god okay at least I'm in the right direction sometimes yes, I yes. a little bit sometimes you I'm in, a, in the um in the right direction so but let's kind of wrap things up okay and uh, with a final question what is one fun thing that you do that people don't know about
1: I fish <laughs> and I <laughs> go fishing because I need to be in the water to calm myself and ground myself that's where i get my peace is to stand in the water and i've been known to go fishing without a fish hook um yeah i will literally go stand i'm i'm about three-eighths of a mile from a river here that's just absolutely gorgeous and i will literally go stand in the water and just start casting and maybe there's a fish on maybe there isn't if i break my hook off i will still go out there's a rhythm that i get into with that and it's just such a calming effect on me if i stand in the water about knee deep i hear the sounds and all the other rest of the things in the world go away and i come away from that always energized always 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 so Aww. suggest you find something that will do that for you and really give you that sense of grounding because there's just nothing like it
0: that's amazing fishing like you know um, our friend loves fishing, and he sometimes invites us. And my kids love it; they just uh-huh. love it. Obviously, they love playing around and everything. But you know, it also teaches them patience. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It teaches them patience, something to wait is a skill set. And also teaches them like, look, like whatever provision that we get for that day is not on you. It's based on what the creator or the God is going to give you on that day. So but Correct. it's it is the, the patient. it is the um the trust, it is like you said, the peace. Like when we usually go, it's to the pier. So that's not like there's so many people. But right. um, when you go to a river, like what you said, you know, with the water, the soothing water sound. The feel of water in your in your feet and and the like you said the rhythm of the casting, yep. like there you go, I'm trusting you know I'm surrendering, yep. and that is just beautiful. I wish I could come one day, but I want to take you go fishing I anytime. Feet, let's go fishing.
1: <laughs> we've got two rooms, we've got two dogs, a swimming pool, and like I said, we're three eighths of a mile from the river. You can come up anytime and and stay as long as you want.
0: That'd be wonderful, but but thank you so much for this conversation today is so valuable it's so helpful i really appreciate it thank you
1: thanks for the opportunity for sharing this
0: all right thank you so much for listening everyone this is your host dr istihao jamil tell yourself yes i can and so it is done until the next episode may peace be upon you but say bye, bye 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 bye